In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MetaShare 65 Plus. Here's the number. 844-SHARE-65. That's 844-SHARE-65. 844-SHARE-65. When it comes to pellet grilling, the true heroes of the hopper savor the process as much as they savor the result. Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets can be used on any pellet grill and add bold, smoky wood flavor to any meal. No preservatives or artificial flavors. Kingsford hardwood pellets keep the temperature consistent for an even heat, so you can cook as low and slow as you want. Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Kingsford.com. Curtis Siebold here with good news. Now you can listen to the program with Seren Petro on your way home. Every weekday from 4 to 6 here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hear the most listened to sports talk show in Kansas City. Seren, producer Jed Marshall and I give you in-depth analysis and opinions with a sense of history and a sense of humor. We'll also give you the best guest lineup you'll find anywhere. So when you punch out, punch up Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I'm Christine Lisi with Breaking Baseball News. Yankees right-hander Frankie Montas needs shoulder surgery and will miss most or all of the 2023 season. LeBron James expected to return from ankle soreness tonight when the Lakers host the Pelicans 10 Eastern on ESPN-TV. The Lakers 13th in the NBA's Western Conference, two and a half half games out of the final play-in spot. If L.A. does make the postseason, though, it run its run will be short, believes our Jay Williams. You have LeBron James playing through this sore foot. I do continue to question the health of Anthony Davis and whether he decides whether he can get back to playing at a top five level in the league. And I think as these pieces are better pieces than what they had before, I still see this team being, you know, an eight seed, a seven seed who goes out or has an exit in the first round or most they ever get is to Western Conference semifinals. I still don't see them being a contender. Jay Will of Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports Jaguars receiver Calvin Ridley, who was suspended for one season after being accused of betting on games in November 2021 while he played for the Falcons, is applying to the NFL today for reinstatement. Commissioner Raj Goodell makes the call on whether he returns to the field. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams, and a young boy the age of 15 
had a premonition his city would get seen. Now I'm winning, get sheen in the city of the home of our hero. What's up, Wichita? Good Wednesday afternoon to you all. Happy Parade Day. Festivity is going on in Kansas City right now as the Kansas City Chiefs are celebrating their most recent championship win. We'll talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs here on the show, but we'll also dive into some other stuff as well. This is the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. You can also stream us online at ESPNWichita.com. There is a Listen Live link on there. In addition to that, if you want to go back and listen to some old shows, you certainly can. There is a podcast page link on there as well. In addition to that, you can find podcasts on Spotify and Apple Music. You can also stream us on your smartphone. You can download the TuneIn app. That's a very simple way to do it. You can also stream us from the comfort of your own home by telling your smart speaker to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Your lineup for today here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Coming up in 20 minutes, we'll be joined by the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Kansas State falling last night down in Norman, Oklahoma. So we'll recap that with Wyatt Thompson at 2.45. Not exactly great for this coaching tree. We'll tell you a little bit about that here before too long. In hour number two, we continue with our Super Bowl leftovers the topic today involves the word dynasty, a word that has been thrown around for a little bit now. At 325, we'll have Isaac Brown audio, Wichita Statements basketball coach. That is presented to you by Wushak Wheat, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company. And at 345, a What If Wednesday. That is our lineup for today. It's February 15, 2023. If you want to be a part of the show there are many different ways to do that. If you want to call, hit us up at 316-669-4996. 316-669-4996. That's if you want to pick up the phone and call. If you don't want to call, no big deal. You can still be a part of the show by using the text line, 316-247-0923. KU, K-State, Wichita State. Chiefs, we can get into any of that. Text us your thoughts, 316-247-0923. I'm actually going to bring up a text that was during the Shane Dennis show coming up in hour number two. You can also tweet ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15. Those are the three Twitter accounts that you should be paying attention to. And you can also message us on Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Well, I didn't know that Shane was going to have to guess a Chris Brown song in forever on I'm Old Jack's Young to wrap up the Shane Dennis show. I didn't know that was going to happen. But I'm glad that it did because it made me think of The Office. And after... Watching KU basketball last night, I couldn't help but think of the office today. Well, 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 how the turn tables. Now, obviously, that's not how it goes, but Michael Scott, 
he's the one that was saying that after walking away from Dunder Mifflin, started his own company, and then he sold that company back to Dunder Mifflin in order to get his job back, as well as Pamela, as well as as Ryan. I could tell you about that episode for the remainder of the show. But when he went upstairs with Pam and Ryan, he looked over at Dunner Mifflin, owner, and uh, and the guy that also was there too, and uh, Charles, and he basically said, well, 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 how the turntables. That's how I feel after looking at the Big 12 standings right now. It wasn't that long ago when we thought, all right, Kansas, Texas, it's a must-win game for the Kansas Jayhawks. They have to get the win. They have to. They have to get the W. And if they don't, then there's a good chance that Kansas won't win a Big 12 championship this year. A very good chance of that actually happening. They have to get the win against Texas. We talked about that last Monday from Phoenix. And KU was able to take down Texas with Jalen Wilson being limited to just two points on one of seven shooting with no free throw attempts. He did battle foul issues in that game. But Kansas found a way to take down Texas. Big game for Kansas because now you're like, all right, well, you're one step closer to catching up to Texas. Texas then loses. And that opened the door for Kansas if the Hawks were to get the victory down in Stillwater last night. You have to get the win at Oklahoma State if you truly want to capitalize on the mishap there for Texas. But this was going to be a tough game for Kansas. I felt like it was going to be a tough game for KU last night because of how well Oklahoma State have been playing going into that game. And the one thing about the Cowboys, if they make their threes, they're super dangerous because they do have some post presence. They might not have guys that are true back-to-the-basket type of post players, but they got length. They have size, and that very well could be Kansas's bugaboo once you get to the NCAA tournament. Oklahoma State's played well against Kansas until Grady Dick got things going in the second half. Grady Dick put Kansas up 10 points after an OSU run to pull the Cowboys within striking distance. The shot gave him a career-high 26 points with 6.05 left in the game, and that allowed Kansas to hold off Oklahoma State 87-76 to being the final. And now Kansas is right up there with Texas and Baylor all at 9-4 and in the Big 12. And certainly a big game coming up on Saturday when Kansas hosts Baylor. ESPN College Game Day is going to be in the house. So that will be a must-watch game coming up this weekend. It's nice to see Grady Dick get out of the funk that he was dealing with, and that is the freshman funk. He has been the guy, I would say, that people are trying to key in on. And I don't blame him. Jalen Wilson being the top scorer, he's going to get his. So who's the other guy that you can take away? Well, if you take away Grady Dick, your odds are winning of winning are going to go way, way up. And Grady Dick last night, well, he tore it up in the second half. He was 4-9 from beyond the arc for the game. 
He was 10 of 17 from the floor. He finished with 26 points, had three rebounds, had three assists, had a couple of steals as well, and his plus-minus was the highest for Kansas. He was plus 13 last night for KU in that 11-point win over Oklahoma State. And I felt like, you know, things are going great when the shot clock's winding down and you just have to throw something up, and it almost goes in. It's a good thing that you threw it up because Kansas actually got the offensive rebound and it led to a bucket, and you're like, okay, well, that worked out really well for Kansas. Kansas was able to get the win last night over the Cowboys, and it was largely due to Grady Dick being that that guy that we all thought that he could be going into the season. We all thought that he would be a special player. If you look at mock drafts, there's still a good chance of him being a one-and-done type of player for Kansas. But there for a little bit, especially during that three-game losing skid, Grady Dick had some issues. Couldn't make shots. He was getting wide-open looks. He just couldn't finish. And I think it was because teams were putting him in different situations. And for a freshman, as good as Grady Dick is, you still have to find a way to adjust. So you ran into a little bit of a freshman funk. But, boy, if this is the one game to get him back on track here in the middle of February, coming down the stretch, this could be a – significant sign for Kansas going forward, a big development. Not saying that he's going to average 20 points per game going forward, but he's no longer really a freshman. And I don't know if you really want to consider him a freshman. By default, he's a freshman at the beginning of the season. But as freshmen develop, the more games they play, the more minutes they log, at the end of the season, you really start to see them turn into sophomores. That's when you start to see that little turn. And for Grady Dick, we very well could be seeing the turn for Grady. Now, he can't just rely on this one game and call it good. On Saturday, he's going to have to be big against Baylor, and he might be even needing to be bigger because of some of the injuries there that KU saw last night, one being in Kevin McCuller, who at the very end tweaked his ankle, and he got off the floor, and you're certainly worried about him, one of Kansas's best defenders. And Kevin McCuller, he's been doing well from an offensive standpoint. We've, we've talked about our frustrations with, with Kevin McCuller being the shooter that he is and not being as consistent. Last night, he finished with 15 points, three rebounds, six of nine from the field. He had eight assists and no turnovers. That, to me, is the biggest stat of the game for Kevin McCuller. He had eight assists and no turnovers. Watching Kevin McCuller, as much as we want to talk about his shooting, sometimes you see some passes that he tries to make, and it's just not a good decision. As good of a defender as he is, his offense, you feel like, goes up and down quite a bit. It's been that way all throughout the season. Maybe we're starting to see him turn the corner a little bit. He didn't make a single three last night, but he relied on his driving ability. And he uses mid-range, too, which I'm okay with that being his game. It shouldn't be three-point shooting Kevin McCuller. That has never been his strength. Never was his strength at Texas Tech, so why do we feel like it would be his strength there for Kansas? Rely on the mid-range, be aggressive, attack the rim. And he was. 
and he found a way to dish the basketball to other teammates as well, which that could be big for Kansas going forward. In addition to Grady Dick having that type of game last night, Jalen Wilson finished with 14. KJ Adams he had 15 points on six of nine shooting. Dewan Harris finished with five points, nine assists, one turnover. Kevin McCuller and Dewan Harris combined for 17 of the 26 assists last night for Kansas. And the best part about Kansas's game last night, they didn't turn the ball over. Talked about this Kansas team being pretty loose for the basketball. KU had just 10 turnovers last night. And Kansas, in the second half last night, holy smokes, just flat out carved up Oklahoma State. The Jayhawks were 66% from the field, 5 of 11 from beyond the arc. They go 54% for the game from the floor, 8 of 22 from deep. Meanwhile, for Oklahoma State, give credit to the Cowboys. They were 52% from the field in the second half. They matched Kansas in the three-point shooting mark, and they had one more free throw make than Kansas in the second half. Oklahoma State was 50% from the field. And they also won the rebounding war against Kansas. 33 rebounds to 29 for KU. But Kansas in fast breaks, they were just dominant. 20 points to 5 of Oklahoma State. We talked about this KU team and how good this KU team is when going in transition. Kansas was certainly showing that last night with those 20 fast break points. And really the key... And I don't know, it's more of a mentality thing. But at the very end, Oklahoma State's leading by one, and then Grady Dick gets freed up in the corner and drills us three. And Kansas all of a sudden's feeling good going into the second half. And maybe that's what jump-started Grady Dick in half number two. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I felt like that was a pretty big shot because you just feel different going into the locker room when you're up by two rather than being down one. So Kansas... The Jayhawks, they get the win down in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State 7-6 and in Big 12 play, tied with Kansas State at the moment. Iowa State 7-5. and But you do have three teams at the top, all with 9-4 and four records, Kansas, Texas, and Baylor. Didn't know if Kansas was going to find a way to win the Big 12 this year, but they are firmly back in the conversation after that win last night. And now they got to take the next step when they take on Baylor coming up this weekend. Jack, Kansas gets the win at Oklahoma State. OSU had played really well going into that game. I truly thought, all right, Oklahoma State's going to be ready to rock and roll. They're going to make some shots. And they did. Bryce Thompson, he was hot. If you look at the box score, he had himself a, a heck of a day. For Oklahoma State, he finished with 17. John Michael Wright finished with 18. Caleb Boone dominated Kansas with 27 points and 9 rebounds. At the end of the day, it's Kansas hanging on for the victory. What do you make of KU's win last night over Oklahoma State? I think you can make a really strong argument that this may have been the most impressive win for Kansas this season. I think because of what was at stake and you know, you're not always gifted opportunities in the Big 12, and I think Texas Tech beating Texas the night before was a gifted opportunity. K-State, of course, losing to Oklahoma was also another opportunity for Kansas to continue to gain separation, where by the end of the year, 
you're trying to beat out about one or two other teams for the Big 12 championship. And a lot of those other teams still have to go play in Stillwater, which we saw last night is a very tough place to play. Oklahoma State had won 7 of 8. Kansas had struggled there over the course of Bill Self's tenure at Kansas, down in Stillwater. So it has been kind of one of those kryptonite type of places for any Kansas team, regardless of how good or bad they are. But what I was so impressed with last night was, once again, this offense, this starting five, this bench play, being able to hang in games, put up a lot of points when Jalen Wilson is not scoring 25, 30 points a game. You know, he did finish, I think, with about 16 last night, and he really scored a lot of those points down the end of the stretch, down the end of the game in the second half. But you had Grady Dick have probably his best performance in a Jayhawk uniform. I thought Kevin McCuller was phenomenal. Dewan Harris had a couple of head-scratching plays, but I like how aggressive he's been. K.J. Adams kind of getting back into that form where he was in the non-conference and early on in conference play. I don't think there is a team right now out there in the country that can beat Kansas if they get performances like that from Grady Dick and a balanced approach like we've seen from the starting five. I know there's always going to be a downfall if they turn the ball over a lot, they don't shoot it well from the free throw line and shoot it well from deep. They're going to lose those games in the tournament. But last night, I don't think there were many teams in the country that would have beaten them. So that kind of tips my cap to Oklahoma State because I didn't think they played poorly at all. They shot the ball well. Bryce Thompson was phenomenal. Um, their big man was great. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Caleb Boone. Yeah, yeah, Boone. So Boone shot, I think, you know, 12 or so free throws. He was getting the free throw line, was really smooth around the rim, and Kansas was having to deal with him, whether it was K.J. Adams on him or Ernest Uday or Zuby Ejiofor. It was an impressive game, and I think that we've seen this time and time and again with Bill Self's squads. They get really good. They play really, really strong toward the end of the season, toward the end of conference play, which is why they're always there near the top of the conference and winning year after year a conference title. And you see these type of games in Stillwater, Morgantown, Norman, um, in Lubbock, where the top teams, Texas, Kansas, Baylor, Kansas State, Iowa State, they're slipping up against those teams on the road. And we've said this before, Pat, that the Big 12 champion is not going to be decided by the head-to-head matchups. It's not going to be decided Kansas versus Texas. It's not going to be decided Kansas versus Baylor even this Saturday. It's about how you fare in those games where you're supposed to win. We saw last night in Norman, Kansas State lose by 14 points. I don't think anybody would have predicted that, but that's just the Big 12. That's how deep, that's how good it is, and you have to almost surprise everybody by handling your business against teams that are less than you. And Oklahoma State, though very good, is a lesser team than Kansas, and Kansas went in that game with a lot on the line, big stakes. You have to win to really keep your conference hopes alive. They got it done. Now come back home for, once again, probably their biggest game on the schedule against the Baylor Bears and try to get some separation and grab that top spot in the conference. Yeah, you brought up Oklahoma State did not play bad. I'm right there with you. The box score would prove that. Oklahoma State shooting 50, 50% from the field. They go 8 of 17 from deep. So they had the same amount of threes as KU did. Free throw shooting percentage, 14 of 22 for Oklahoma State compared to Kansas' 9 of 13. KU had just 10 turnovers, which that to me – Felt pretty key. They didn't give the ball away. That led to a lot of points for Oklahoma State. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, they had 15 turnovers. But Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State had 12 offensive rebounds. They out-rebounded KU 33-29. They had a big man go off. Bryce Thompson played really well. John Michael Wright hit six threes. If you just look at the box score for Oklahoma State, you're thinking OSU's probably winning. But this Kansas team, as we heard from Lana Lucas yesterday, from Super Bowl 57 Radio Row, he would know best 
But he said this. He's like, look, Bill Self just finds a way to get these guys playing their best basketball going into the conference tournament. So we're coming down the stretch, and the season is not over by a long shot. There's still many more games to play, but there's no doubt that the next game is a big one. And for Kansas, that's probably going to be the mentality going forward. It's pretty cliche to say something like that, but I think it's very true. KU, every game from here on out, it's going to be a big game. Not a must-win game, because at the end of the day, you still have a chance of making a deep postseason run in the NCAA tournament. But if you want to win a Big 12 championship, there's no doubt that every game is going to be a big game. And the next one up is Saturday at home against Baylor. But, hey, some encouraging signs, though. Grady Dick comes out of his freshman slump. Kevin McCuller has been solid offensively. Love the fact that he's being more aggressive for KU. Even Joseph Yesufu, he was 3 of 8 yesterday, finished with 8 points. He's at least looking confident. He blew a bunny, so he should have finished with 10 points yesterday. But you're starting to see him develop down the stretch. Zuby Ejiofor, for the most part, played 8 minutes, and I felt like every minute that he was on the floor, not that bad. He was plus 7 in the plus-minus category. So you're seeing this Kansas team starting to take shape a little bit which that could be a problem for the remainder of the Big 12. Kansas gets the win at Oklahoma State, 87-76. to Coming up later on this hour, we got some more college basketball news. But up next, unfortunately, we'll recap K-State's Oklahoma. What's going on with the Wildcats? We'll ask voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Are you considering a remodeling project for your home? While many remodeling companies come and go, more than 20,000 extremely satisfied customers have chosen Southwestern Remodeling over the course of nearly 50 years in business. We believe the reason for our longevity and proven success stems from our processes that consistently drive excellence. From the initial in-home consultation into the design process and through product and finish selection, you are accompanied by one of our project consultants assisting in every step along the way. Once construction begins, your consultant will stay involved in support our dedicated field staff of 32 true employee craftsmen through the process of turning your remodeling dream into a reality. If you're ready to experience the difference a truly professional firm with nearly five decades spent perfecting a truly unique process brings to the table, we would love the opportunity to become a part of your remodeling transformation. Give the Southwestern Remodeling Team a call at 263-1239, stop by our showroom at 134 North Elizabeth, or view our project galleries online at southwesternremodeling.com. The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800-312-9970. Coast One Tax Group, protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800 800- 
312-9970. Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast One released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast One stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast One now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan Water expert at Culligan.com. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I, I told y'all before the season, we got, we got Coach Andy Reid, we got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach Reid, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I think I'm going to hang around. Uh, I'm not going to say dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say dynasty yet. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Two twenty-seven on a Wednesday edition of the Pulse on ESPN Wichita ninety-two point three FM. Producing the show, Jack Johnson. I'm Pat Strothman. Coming up in hour number two, we'll talk about the Chiefs and mention the word dynasty a few times. We'll also have some Isaac Brown audio brought to you by Wooshock Wheat, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company. But right now, we go to the phones and we welcome in the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats. Wyatt Thompson. Wyatt, I guess before we dive into anything K-State related, Chiefs get the Super Bowl. How about them apples? Heck of a ball game, wasn't it? Man, really it was fantastic. It. I, I thought, I thought. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I wasn't thoroughly enjoying it 30 minutes in, but uh, <laughs> 60 minutes in, it was pretty good. <laughs> great adjustments, great execution. Um I, I really thought that that Kansas City was the dominant team in the second half, and uh, just had enough and you know, to to squeak by there. It was it was a really really entertaining football game for me. Yeah, no doubt. I can only imagine what you were thinking watching halftime, though. I'm sure you're probably like, "Who's Rihanna?" I'm sure that's probably your reaction. But yeah, uh, you you know how old I am, so that that makes sense, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was I was asked in another interview of if I prior to the the halftime show could I name one of her top two or three songs? <laughs> well, the here was my answer. I watched the halftime show, and I still couldn't tell you what her top two or three songs are. <laughs> so it does make you feel a little – here's the other thing that makes you feel a little bit older, right, as you go. Some of those commercials I'm watching, and they're you know, 25 seconds in, and I'm looking at Karen going, what is this commercial supposed to be about? And then it would be some streaming service or whatever it might be. It's like – these are not the same commercials I grew up uh, watching and, and, and the same that I've watched through most of my career, I'll say that. <laughs> a little different, yes. right? 
Things are a little different. Yeah, things oh, yeah. are a little bit different. What's funny, someone hit me up uh, yesterday and did one of the old what's up, you know, things. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. really? Like, what, yeah. are we back in the late 1990s? What are we doing? Sure. He goes, very good. How would you know that? I was like, hey, I, I wasn't just born yesterday. Come on. I didn't know that at least. Yeah. So I'm getting up there in age a little bit too, recognizing some of those things. But uh, <laughs> certainly was a lot of fun on Sunday. It was also fun last week in Phoenix. So that was uh, an absolute blast to say the least. But certainly Great to be back in Kansas, and uh, I'm sure you're probably happy to be back from Norman, Oklahoma. Unfortunately, talking about a loss rather than a win, K-State falls to Oklahoma 79-65. to Road games continue to be a concern for this K-State team as K-State has lost, what, it's five in a row on the road now? So your thoughts on K-State, Oklahoma last night, Wyatt? Well, frustration again, uh, I, I think is the easiest way to say it. I just had a couple of uh, Manhattan Catbacker guys in my office here a little while ago, and we were kind of talking about the, the team and the season and so on and so forth. And it, it, it kind of gives you a little bit, I'll try to parlay this into kind of what, what we were talking about. You know, this is week 15 of the college basketball season, and in week 12, K-State was ranked fifth in the country. And then they hit a little bit of a slide, and I think that slide is probably somewhat forgivable when you think about a four-point loss at Iowa State, a 12-point loss at Kansas, and a three-point home loss to Texas. What stings is the last two, right? I mean, I'm sure even as a KU guy, you would, would understand that because at Texas Tech and at Oklahoma are games you're thinking it's not a certainty that you're going to win, but you certainly have a really good chance. But the reality of it is, K-State didn't play as well in those two games, unfortunately. And so here you are, you know, right now, <laughs> uh, K-State's lost, you know, four out of five and five out of seven. So it, I guess it's just going to come down to, you know, w- did we raise the bar of expectations with that start um, and maybe – blew out of proportion a little bit of, of what, you know, what where the team really is at. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Sure. Um, uh, because I, as, as Coach Tang said to the team last night, we're the same team that beat Kansas. We're the same team that won at Texas and at Baylor. But we're not playing like it right now, and we've got to get it figured out. As simple as that. Right. And also, too, why you know how long seasons are. Seasons yeah. are, are they're great, especially in this year's Big 12. It's a grind. It is. And as much well, as you want to sit here and circle Texas Tech and Lubbock as a W, you still have to realize that they're still, they're still fighting. They're still clawing. They still think that if they somehow find a way to get to a certain point in the Big 12 conference, heck, maybe they'll be on the bubble come NCAA well, Selection Sunday. There's no reason for them to not be thinking that way because that's what Oklahoma State's doing. That's what West Virginia's mm-hmm. doing. Um, and that's the lower part of the league right now. And I think it was kind of put into perspective for me at least a little bit from the standpoint of, you know, we're, we're down and what have you, and we, we fly Monday afternoon to Norman, and, you know, we go out to, to dinner, get back to the hotel, and we're watching the two games, and I'll be darned if Tech doesn't beat Texas at home. And, okay, you feel a little bit better. Let's go get Oklahoma and everything will be okay. And then you get socked in the nose 
last night. So, again, I just you mentioned you know everybody's been through it a little bit, and and I think that's the other message uh, that that coach has had for these guys. Look, it hasn't been that long ago. KU had lost three in a row, and they were headed to Kentucky, and everybody in the world thought they were going to get crushed, or at least beat. And yep. now today, a day after Valentine's Day, people are saying again they're number one seed. So it can change as quickly one way or the other. I guess is the thought, the thought there. And but but you got to you got to play better defense. You got to play better offense. You got to make better decisions. There's a lot of stuff into it because truthfully, in, in the last week or so, they have not been the same team that they were before. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. And what do you what do you make of this, Wyatt? What do you think of this team still being? You know, filled with a bunch of new faces. I think Marquise Noel said yesterday that they need to get better from a chemistry standpoint. At least that's what he. It felt like he. So what you said was, "Hey, we just need to, you know, kind of address some things and, and move forward." You know, it's it's all great when you're winning, right? But you know, the true sure. character comes out when you're running into tough times, and I feel like that's kind of what's going on with K State right now. This is I don't want to say this is a sink or swim type of moment, but. This is also a team. We keep forgetting this is a team with a bunch of new faces and guys that are that are still playing in their first season together. There are two thoughts that come to mind listening to what you said. I, I think back to earlier in the season, and I'm just going to be blunt about this. I don't think there were were many expectations on the team, and I think they were pretty free and easy and loose in what they were doing. And then the next thing you know, everybody in the world is talking about Marquise and Keontae and Jerome Tang and K-State's ranked fifth in the country. And then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> the expectations go through the roof. And let's be honest, there's some pressure there, especially when you're trying to do that in this league when the games get harder as you go. Um, and and the other thought is is that I've been doing this a long time, and in this league with these coaches – um, the, the scouting is so good. You're to the grinding part of the schedule now with, with you know this handful of games left here that everybody knows what you're doing, and they make you play through their your weaknesses as opposed to your strengths most of the time. Unfortunately, K-State didn't do that last night as well as Oklahoma did, and Oklahoma hasn't been a very good three-point shooting team, but last night they made shots, and that's kind of how they beat not totally, but kind of how they knocked off Alabama, too. Made shots. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Visiting with the voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. K-State falls to Oklahoma, 79-65. You bring up a great point about Oklahoma just simply making shots. I don't care who you are. This is an Oklahoma team. When, when they shoot 48% from deep, 11 of 23 from beyond the arc to shoot 51% for the game. I don't care who you are. Like that Oklahoma is going to get that win because that that to me seems to be their their X factor. If they're making three-pointers. I feel like we've said that about a lot of teams this year why if they're making threes they become really dangerous. But I think it's particularly true for Oklahoma. Well, I think it is because when you look at what they did last night, they were 11 out of 23. That's that's awfully good. But they also went to the foul line a lot. They were 18 of 28. They shot exceptionally well in the second half. I mean, where do you draw the line with it wasn't a very good defensive game for the K-State side and a really good offensive game for Oklahoma? Well, if you're being truthful, it's probably somewhere in the middle. I thought K-State, for a lot of the night, 
did a pretty good job on Grant Sherfield, but you look up at the end of the day and he's got 22. I thought they did a pretty good job on Tanner Groves for most of the time, but probably not in the last 10, 12 minutes of the game. He finished with 16 and 6 and a block. That's not all bad. Jalen Hill's going to get his 12 about every night. But, you know, if, when Uzan gets 13, okay, um, that's going to hurt you. And I, I also thought, and this is an interesting thing to say this this way, but if you watch the game, Sam Godwin played nine minutes and 22 seconds, didn't score a point, fouled four times, and had only two rebounds with one turnover. And yet there was a stretch there where he had about three straight tip-outs, maybe even more than that in in a couple of two or three uh, possessions there, where he kept them alive with the ball, and then they would score and just put more stress on K-State. I mean, it's just – here's the thing, too. K-State was better in the turnovers last night, but they don't shoot it as well. And and – they they get outscored and out hustled forty three twenty nine in the second half. That's what bites you. Yeah, and Jerome Tang was the you know, the first one to say that we just you know got out hustled, out played, yep. and you know that happens. You're going to have those those moments when it does happen. So time to dust yourself off and, and get things moving forward. Naquan Tomlin and and Bebe Igiola they they both had double figure days. Naquan Tomlin had seventeen, eleven points for for Bebe. What do you make of, of Desi Sills and Cam Carter, though, here, Wyatt? Because those two guys, they were a combined one of nine from the field. And as much as you love seeing Naquan Tomlin being in double figures as well as Bay Bay, I think you and I would both agree that you know guard play is so crucial. And to have those guys go a combined one of nine, you know, you, I don't think you can have too many more of those games in order to help out Marquis Snowell and Keontae Johnson. Well... You said a lot there, and let's attack it like this. Marquise Noel in the ball game last night had 14 points, but on 13 shots. And if you go back to the Tech game, I think he had 23 points but took 18 shots. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly the way he was playing offensively earlier, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit harder for Keontae, too. Part of that may be on him a little bit. Maybe part of it, too, is is just not good offense overall, whether it's decision-making, you know, paint touches, whatever it might be. But through most of this year when you and I have talked, we have talked about when K-State has been good, there's a third or fourth option there. Um, and and I thought last night Naquan was really good. Uh, K-State, I don't know if most people even know this and no excuses, but David Gasson, if you notice, started the game, played two minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, and and I salute him uh, because, and I say that because he he did not feel well all day, and he just really couldn't go. Um, and and I was really proud of Bebe for what he did under those circumstances. Now he only got one rebound, but had eleven points and and did a pretty good job. But it's still a grind. And as you back to what you're talking about, you know, Desi goes one for five, Cam goes zero for four. <laughs> I don't care who K State's playing; that will hurt if, if that's if that's the case. Those guys, um, generally speaking, have been a little bit better than that, especially Desi. Yeah, for sure. Voice of the K State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita ninety two point three FM. K State falling to Oklahoma on the road last night, seventy nine to sixty five. Nice part is 
the season's not over. <laughs> There's still plenty of games left. And uh, three of the next four being at Bramlage Coliseum. So that part is going to be enjoyable for K-State. What with Jerome Tang, what has Jerome Tang shared with you about this current situation? I, I think, you know, I saw on Twitter, I think it was Kellis Robinette who reported that he was in the locker room for an extended extended period of time. So uh, what what do you make of, of Jerome Tang? What has he kind of said to, to you guys during postgame going forward? Well, I, I my perception is, and I don't know this exactly because I didn't witness it exactly with my own eyes, but I'm I'm told that he spent a little bit of time after the ball game visiting with the staff before he addressed the players. That's usually the case, but this was a little bit more last night, and I, and I think that there was just some reflection there, and you know probably I'm I'm just throwing it out there. I, I think he wanted to to you know think about the message to the players. Um, about not only that game, but where they're at and moving forward and all of those kind of things. That, that happens a lot. This is a, a team that has, you know, people have questioned, you know, their effort. They've questioned a lot of different things here lately when things haven't been so good. I really feel like the team is beaten down a little bit, but it's probably more mental than physical. Maybe some would not necessarily buy that, but I believe that is more of the case. Not that there isn't some physical challenges there, because back-to-back road games like that, Saturday night into you know Tuesday night, isn't easy. Well, everybody's doing it from time to time, but it's not easy. So I, I just think that uh, you know he's trying really, really hard to get these guys kind of filtered back into playing the way they did when they were successful. And right now, it's a, it's a challenge doing that. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, coming up, Iowa State taking place on Saturday, and the game has been moved to 1 o'clock to those that maybe had tickets before and probably are like, wait, hold on a second, that game got moved up? Yep, that game got moved up to 1 o'clock, and then you take on Baylor after that, and then down the stretch you have at Oklahoma State, you have Oklahoma at home, so you can get some revenge on the Sooners sooner rather than later, and then you wrap things up by going to West Virginia. But the next two games, Iowa State and Baylor, when you take a look at the Cyclones, right now in the Big 12 Conference standings, they're 7-5. and five. They've lost back-to-back games. They're 16-8 and eight overall. They're awfully good at, in Ames at 12-1, and one, but when this team goes on the road, just 2-6. and six. But I feel like, as much as when I sit here and pick on road records, Wyatt, I'm sure you've noticed, like, I'm looking at the road records in the Big 12, and it's just, you have one team, two teams that are above 500, and that's KU and Baylor, and Texas is 4-4. and Everyone else is below 500. So it goes to show you, it's hard to win on the road, specifically in the Big 12. Yeah, and if you, and this is not just the formula in the Big 12, it's everywhere, And, and that's why those teams are where they are right now because they've been a little bit better on the road than, than, than most everybody else. And, and K-State's the frustration there, too, I think, is just because they played so well on the road early in the conference race and not so much here uh, of late. And they've still got, you know, some hard games. I mean, going to Stillwater is not easy. Going to Morgantown is not easy. And you've got three home games. That's kind of what lies ahead. I would rather not be playing Baylor now to be real honest with you, if you look yeah. at what they're doing. And, and I know they play in, in Lawrence on Saturday. They, it's hard to have a lot of luck when you go there. Uh, but 
I, I admire what they've done because they started 0-3 and now they're 9-4. and And <laughs> that 0-3 was the K-State win, by the way, uh, uh-huh. in, in Waco. So they have really put it back together. Jonathan Chamuchacha was playing better now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I just think they're a really gifted team when they're playing their brand of ball and they're healthy. Then you look at uh, Iowa State. You're right. They're, I don't. I don't know that they would be offended if you said that they're better at home than they are on the road. But that's true about most everybody in, in the league. <laughs> uh, I like their team. I, I think they can create some matchup issues uh, for K State and vice versa. Uh, to, to me, you know, I, I, I think this is going to be a very entertaining game to watch. Um, I think K-State feels like they're better than them, but you've got to go out and, and do it and make some shots and play. I, I just think they need more consistent, you know, uh, play all around right now, um, whether it's on the offensive end, defensive end, you know, starters, bench, you know, you name it. They just need to be a little bit better. Yeah, and I think that's. I know it's it's hard to like make it that simple, but sometimes it is that simple. Sure. Uh, and you know, I think it is. I think there's a lot of truth with that right now. But the beautiful thing is, it's still the middle of February. You still have a couple more weeks left before the NCAA tournament. Obviously, the Big Twelve tournament as well. So, still have plenty of time to correct some things and play your best basketball going into the month of March. Wyatt, thank you so much for your time. I, as always, you have yourself a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. You got it, partner. Great talking to you, bud. I appreciate you. That's the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. K-State falling to Oklahoma last night. Up next, K-State, Iowa State on Saturday. Tip-off at 1 o'clock. Pre-game coverage at noon here on the Radio Home of the Wildcats, ESPN, Wichita, 92.3 FM. Still to come in the second hour, we'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll give you some of our favorite quotes from the Super Bowl championship parade in Kansas City. Plus, we'll have some Super Bowl leftovers. We'll throw around the word dynasty because we need to. At 325, Isaac Brown Audio brought to you by Wushock Wheats, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company, and we'll also have a What If Wednesday. But coming up next, you might have heard about this situation in college basketball, and it does involve a name that here in Wichita you would probably recognize. We'll talk about that next as we wrap up hour number one of The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. You already know Eaton Roofing and Exteriors does roof repairs. It's right there in our name. But have you thought about what comes after the and? Exteriors. Eaton offers high-quality windows, doors, siding, and decks. Eaton Roofing and Exteriors. Here for the life of your home. Call 316-943-0600 or visit eatonroofing.com.
The Labor Day event from Dell Technologies is here. End the summer strong by starting up a new season of productivity. Your business upgrade begins with up to 48% off top-rated laptops, like Vostro, taking performance to the next level with 12th Gen Intel Core processors. It's time to push your growing business even further. What's next for you? Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Moose is the German Shepherd and hasn't had any kind of health problems at all. He has been on Dynavite since he's a puppy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We tell anybody that has a dog, if there was something that you could do right from the beginning so that you don't have expensive veterinary bills, why would you not do it? Get the Dynavite. Dynavite for life. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. DQ presents the sound of an all-star summer lineup. Leading off the promising rookie, new Oreo Dirt Pie. On deck, the fan favorite Girl Scout Thin Mints. Summer standouts, drumstick with peanuts and cotton candy. And batting cleanup, it's you. With your red spoon and six summer blizzard flavors, official treat of MLB. All part of the new DQ all-star summer blizzard lineup. DQ, happy tastes good. Parenting comes with a lot of questions. At Bye Bye Baby, we're here to help you prep for everything you expected and everything you didn't. Pop by your local store for brands you trust and expert advice. And because we can't wait to meet you, we're giving you extra savings. Text BABY to 42229 for $20 off your in-store purchase of $100 or more. Again, text B-A-B-Y to 42229 for $20 off. Bye Bye Baby. Welcome to Parenthood. We're almost to the finish line. The Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference basketball season is almost over, and teams are trying to get to Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas, home to KCAC Championship Monday. Join me, Pat Stropman, for our live play-by-play coverage of the road to Hartman Arena. Our final doubleheader takes place Wednesday, February 15th in Wichita as friends host York. Coverage begins at 6 on Wichita's sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Hour number one, almost in the books. It's the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. We are approaching happy hour at Twin Peaks. Sweetheart's party just got done. Coming up, National Margarita Day, February 22nd. So we're a week away from that. But back to happy hour. No one does happy hour. Like Twin Peaks, whatever your preference, they have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls, local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu second to none. And don't forget about their 29 degree man size drafts. That is Twin Peaks, two locations in the city of Wichita. Rich and Taft, 21st and Rock. We appreciate them being a part of ESPN Wichita. Coming up, we'll talk Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl leftovers. We'll also pick out some quotes from today's parade in Kansas City. And we'll also have some audio from Isaac Brown. 
Speaking of Isaac Brown, he was an assistant coach under Greg Marshall. Well, you might recognize this name, a part of that coaching tree, if you will. Greg Heyer, New Mexico State has fired first-year men's basketball coach Greg Heyer days after the school canceled the remainder of the Aggies' season upon learning of hazing allegations involving players on the team. The chancellor of the New Mexico State University system made the announcement in a letter addressed to the school community. The letter said that Greg Heyer would not return after further investigation. The 47-year-old and his coaching staff had been placed on paid administrative leave on Friday when the university first announced that the Aggies game Saturday at Cal Baptist had been canceled and the season had been suspended. The chancellor then shut down the program for the season on Sunday after reviewing a campus police report that cited three players for false imprisonment, harassment, and counts of criminal sexual contact against the teammate. The campus police report redacted the names of the players involved. The report detailed the victim telling investigators that on February 6th, three members of the team held him down, removed his clothing, exposing his rear end, and began to slap his rear end. He went on to state that they also touched his scrotum. The victim said other incidents have been occurring since last July or August, including inappropriate physical and sexual touching by teammates in the locker room and on road trips. This comes, this firing comes three months after New Mexico State forward Mike Peake shot and killed a University of New Mexico student in what police called self-defense. Higher back then, instructed his team to leave town after the shooting and return to campus, according to investigators, even though local police had asked to speak with three New Mexico State players who were with Peak, who was taken to the hospital with leg wounds. Woof. New Mexico State was 9-15, and 2-10 in the Western Athletic Conference under Hire, who spent earlier who spent time earlier in his career as an assistant for former Aggies coach Chris Jans, who left after last season the coach Mississippi State. Hire was at Northwest Florida State last year. I was at the national tournament last year. Raiders won the JUCO College National Championship. And uh, Greg Hire went to New Mexico State, and this happened. Not ideal. Not ideal. Can't say that that is a good thing for the coaching tree of those individuals involved. Not ideal. I mean, come on, it's 2023. Need to have some boundaries here. Things, you can't do things like you once was able to do back in the day. can't do that anymore. How come hazing still a thing? It shouldn't. It's 2023. Get better, people. Go on now. All right, that does it for the first hour. Still to come in hour number two, Super Bowl leftovers. We all like leftovers. At least I do. We'll get into some in hour number two. Isaac Brown audio brought to you by Wushock Wheat. And a What If Wednesday jam-packed hour number two. Straight ahead, it's the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.